Right, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Craig's transformer voice incoming. Is he's already in? He's already he in, man. Uh, yeah. He's been recording. Self, all self recording. recording. Now recording. <laughs> now recording. Um, okay, cool. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to podcast number 27 for Tuesday, the 17th of March, Corona Day 2020. Uh, 45-minute podcast coming at you, more like an hour. Uh, <laughs> so we, we're joined tonight by wonderful members of the old gaming community. Uh, some some sort of like lesser heard voices as well, which is great. Obviously, Hat's here helping me to co-host this little baby. Uh, but we're also joined with uh, Vivamord and Chart. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. When were you last on the podcast, Chart? Um, months ago, before. Listeners, before if you know, write to. Yeah. <laughs> Send us a sausage stamped envelope. And... <laughs> sausage. <laughs> Send us a sausage Send envelope. Us a... A, private, a cooked sausage would be better than a raw one, if that's possible. Um, yeah, make sure you wipe it down before you send it. Obviously. Oh, no, I want it greasy. <laughs> I want the juices just seeping out of that envelope, dripping on my floor before I even open it. Oh, dear. So, what's happening in the news? Uh, we're going to talk about some of our favourite uh, top news stories in the last few weeks, and anything that's going on in our community. So, we've got things about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC. Um, news about E3 uh, shutting down and Insomnia, the big summertime event in the UK, shutting down. And uh, Call of Duty Warzone has come out, so we've all been playing that and enjoying it. And we're going to give that a bit of a waffle um, and maybe a little bit of chit-chat about Altland, which is coming up in about seven weeks' time, which is quite by the time you hear this. Um, so, yeah, pretty exciting. So let's get into it, guys. What have you all been playing since we last podcasted, which... You know, it was a few weeks ago. What have you been up to? Jar? Well, um, I mean, recently, let's not go from the last podcast that I was on. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a long list. <laughs> uh, I played a, a cute little game called My Friend Pedro, uh, which is, it plays a little bit like a sort of trials bike game, but it's a first, it's a shooting game, side-scrolling platforming thing. Where you're directed through a, about 45 levels um, by a floating banana who uh, has all three. Of course, of course. <laughs> it's pretty wacky. Uh, I can very uh, well imagine that the people making the game were on some kind of drugs whilst they were doing it. But it's quite <laughs> enjoyable, and the mechanics are pretty fun. It's got a, like a, a slow mo kind of effect in it, which made me just think they could have just made this game as a Matrix game when that film was great and everyone loved it and we'd have all been pretty happy about that. Um, yeah, so I've uh, been playing that. Um, a spot of uh, For the King um, after Ian's review a couple of episodes. Oh, yeah. Ago, I've, I've been enjoying that. I've completed it a few times on the easy level. I don't play those games on anything other than easy. I like to feel, <laughs> I like to feel in control of the dice. I, 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 only, I think there's only fives and sixes on the dice when you're playing on easy. There's no low numbers. Chance to hit, 1%. Yeah. And then a touch of F1 um, as a bit of a reaction to the season being cancelled due to this coronavirus thing. Oh. A little bit of uh, Destiny 2 for the chores. And then uh, the last few days been hammering Warzone in uh, Modern Warfare as much as I possibly could. Nice. Hat, anything? What have you been up to? You know what? Every time... Well, 
I've been on every podcast that we've done, and every time we ask this question, I always have to open my Steam and go, what have I been playing? And quickly look at my <laughs> recent games, because just blank as soon as I go above. Um, I've been playing Raft. Raft. Yeah, yes, Raft been with, uh, with Andy, Bloody, and Barmy, Renty. Yeah, so Hibami's been trying to get a bit of a streaming thing going recently, hasn't he? Yeah. He's been, been going live on Twitch quite a lot. Look out he's, for that. He's <laughs> got a few videos up on YouTube as well, I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so he's taking his stream and cutting it up and making a video, which is fantastic. Which is really good. So Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. been good fun. Uh, I think me and, me and Slash, uh, I don't, has Slash been on, this, on the podcast? Yeah, he was when we talked yeah. about the... Uh, ah, yes. The little the, game he was playing a lot of. Daughter Chess. Thing. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. Uh, so Slash from ages ago, me and him played it for a bit back when it first went into early access and it was very basic. And then, of course, Barmy and Bloody and Andy have bought it now and we've jumped back in. It's look, it's coming up. It's like the first little episode. There's actually a little bit of story now and that. You, it's a survival game, actually, is it? Yeah, it's your float. Well, as the name may say, you're on a raft. So just floating in an endless sea with the occasional island, and you build the raft out, build it up, have to fish for food, and there's a shark constantly swimming around your raft, <laughs> latching onto it occasionally, biting it, you've got to stab it with a spear, and, you know, you get to the island, there's some resources there, we usually yeah. use the chance to put that, throw down the anchor, and stab the shark to death, so we can then harvest the stuff, like, underwater in the coral reefs. Oh, okay. But you can't stay on the island long because you start running out of like wood. Because that's like you find the wood like drifting, like the driftwood, plastic, and all that just floating about. Flotsam and jetsam. Yeah. So it's a it's basic right now, but it's a very relaxing game. That's so, nice. Except um, for the shark. <laughs> the shark kind of becomes trivial after a while. You learn just how right. to fight him. No, oh, that's him? just the shark. Yeah. Oh, that's Bruce. We see the yeah. shark. Uh, apart from that, we've been playing Left 4 Dead. We'll have a little match versus Shiny Land. Oh, yeah, I heard that they're shit, right? Oh, yeah, we destroyed them and totally, <laughs> didn't, totally didn't like just lose to them in the second one. Yeah, I think maybe depending on what happens, but um, a few of us are going to go and see their land, see what it's all about. They're down in, down in Devon. So, Is there access to the stream uh, from the other night? Uh, Is it on Twitter or anything? I think Barmy put a video out. It was on Twitch, bits. so it'll oh, definitely yeah. be on Twitch. And he did a yeah, best bits cut. So I'll have to go and watch that then. What about you, Vim? What have you been playing? Well, of course, I like to stay up on current affairs, so Contagion, Plague, <laughs> all that sort of shit. Man. I watched Outbreak with Sarah the other day. Do you remember that one? <laughs> oh, no. Nice. Very, very... Is that the, um, Dennis? No, what's his name? Oh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and um, Kevin Spacey looking really oh. gay as well. So we're like, how did you? How did we never know? Um, but yeah, so it was pretty cool. It's like it's, the monkey transmits it, you know, and, and nasty. weaponized and all that. Yeah. So I've been playing a bit of GTFO where I can, but it's really flipping hard, and I think they're about to change the rundown, so we're never going to get the chance to complete it. The the current one. Uh, so yeah, that. Um, a little bit of Destiny 2 the other night with Bro, just to see where I am. And I've literally got a million quests. I was like, mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere I go, any direction, someone wants something from me. So it's a bit overwhelming. I need to take stock of what I've actually got to do. 
I got to walk around Duncan and fly Duncan's uh, carrot, which was pretty cool. It's a bit of a beast. It's that is a big ship, in. right? Yeah, it's nice, man. It feels really proper. It's one so that's of the... a Star Citizen, if you don't know, guys. Oh, apologies. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. No, no, yeah. So, that's, so Carrick being a ship, can you pilot it on your own, or do you need a crew? You can, but you can't shoot at the same time. So ah, it's like you, need, you need a crew to man the guns for you. Uh, you can have two pilots. It's pretty cool. That sounds uh, good. It feels like a proper ship. You feel like... It feels like you could spend time away from anywhere in it, and, you know... Is it bigger than the 890 jump? Uh, I think they're about the same length, but it's a bit flatter, but it's still okay. enormous inside. It feels <laughs> like an office, honestly. So, like, it's got different decks. So you've got the habitation deck, which is where everybody lives, and you've got your, like, every single time you go into a new ship, I swear, it feels like the Nostromo from Alien. Like, oh, I aye. imagine, like, oh, yeah, that's, you know... Uh, so yeah, the habitation deck, then you've got the tech deck, which is where all of the mechanics work and like all the scanners are and all that sort of business. It's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I think the biggest, the, well, the ship that most looks like a ship from Alien is definitely not the Orion, that's the mining ship. What's the big salvaging ship called again? Oh, the Reclaimer. That's or, the one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a proper that's very alien. alien. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I, li I like the atmosphere. So, because you always walk into the ship and it's switched off, so it's always mm. really gloomy and, like, yeah. Mm. I look forward to seeing how many of our vehicles we can fit in the cargo bay, like the inlet jump. <laughs> it's enormous. You can. Um, what's the name of the ship that's in there? You can, it comes with? I can't remember. It comes with already a big oh, ship inside. The yeah. little tiny one. It's, the yeah, it's, it's a rapid little thing, I think. I can't uh, remember off the top of but my head. But it's big. You can fit loads of stuff inside of it, definitely. You can pack That's loads in this bad boy. I've also played a bit. And then Call of Duty, of course. Oh, the new one, yeah. You know, and I'm new, terrible new, new. at it. But... <laughs> I'm not well, everyone plays Call of Duty in, this, in the room. But in I'm the brilliant room, at yeah. hiding. <laughs> there's a lot of foliage, really. It's not, there's not a lot of like bushwalky type situations. There's plenty of lose to hide out in there. <laughs> Loads. Just bide your time. I've played Just as well. I've played a lot. And I've played with um, Androcles and Dicado. Uh -huh. and, and I haven't played with them at all because, you know, it's only three-man squad so everyone's like mm -hmm. got their little cl clicks going on. And I've been playing a lot with Akubamba and Chungus and stuff yep. and Viking. And <clears throat> The way those guys approach it, Akumamba and stuff, is just like, where's the next fight? Let's go, quick run. <laughs> Let's get into another fight. Let's kill everybody. Come on, come on, come on. And then playing with Androcles and Deck was totally different. It was like, right, we land somewhere where there's nothing. We want to make yeah. sure there's nobody anywhere near us. And we're going like to we're going to go in this house and we're going to sit in the top of this house and be really quiet like mice and watch carefully. It's so different. It's amazing. And then you burst out at the end when there's only a few people going, surprise! And so apparently they got a window in that. Yeah, they yeah. They came we out at the came... same time. Like, <laughs> We came third and I don't think I shot my gun at all. <laughs> I've had a couple of those like uh, playing Pubco where... The circle just keeps landing on you and like, well, I've got a yeah, yeah. great little choke point here and I'm just going to sit looking at this door until uh, oh, I've won. And that's pretty much what happened. But yeah, we'll, I, we can go into it later. So. Yeah, of course. So Horizon Zero Dawn, it's a game that's coming out for PC and it's been on PlayStation. It was a PlayStation Sony exclusive. Didn't go to Xbox. 
um i've never played it but it's one of those games i've watched people play i've seen like christopher odd do stuff and other people on youtube and i've been around charts house when he's played it before and it looks really lovely um but you know like it's good news that sony are bringing exclusive titles to pc i'd say that's probably the bigger background story here but like as a game i think everyone's excited to get it chart you've played it what's the takeaway yeah i mean um i think uh it came out in like 2017 i think originally so it's quite an old game at this point so in terms of decisions as to why this is coming to pc i think it's you know adding an extra chapter in the revenue stream from it but also i think out of all of their first party games this is probably the kind of game that will will benefit most from high resolutions all the fancy hdr kind of stuff that we can expect to see in uh, in a pc world and stuff um so i think that's why they've probably chosen this game um but it just uh, you know i'm it's a fantastic game it plays really really well i think it, the the bow mechanics um of it and the hiding and the stealth and stuff i think it just it just works really really well it's just so well polished um so i, I think it's going to be a great game i think if you've never played it before you've got to get it um and you know if if it was never coming to PC, they'll be telling people to buy buy a PlayStation for it, uh, which is ultimately what I did at the end. Um, I just waited I have for heard a couple of those is, titles to stack up. That is like the must-have game on the PS4. Yeah, I'd say that and God of War were yeah, way yeah. up there early doors, weren't they? And obviously Red Dead was pretty major, but you could get that. Yeah, I, w- I would say God of War is probably on the same sort of path as Horizon Zero Dawn, if Sony think you know, pushing stuff to PC is something that they want to carry on doing. Um, I just I don't think that they're going to be in any sort of hurry to do that stuff because you know, they've wait, they've basically waited until everyone's got, got it on a PlayStation that's likely to anyway, haven't they? So for people that don't know and just happen to have slipped them, because it's PlayStation, they might not have noticed it before, would you try to find a game that it relates to and maybe Turok? Or something like that. Um, like it, that's an old callback. I am really old. <laughs> I think it but, feeds yeah. off quite a lot of different things. I mean, there's there's this um, like species of robotic dinosaurs, which obviously spoilers. Doesn't... No, <laughs> I'm oh, they're, they're on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler if you've not seen the cover for it. Yeah. What's um, what's the transformer name for those? Dinobots. 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 <laughs> Grimlock smash. So, there's a really kind of mysterious story around like where those things come from. Um, but from a gameplay point of view, um, you're just in a world where if you just walk around uh, without using stealth mechanics, you know, you, you're just prey and you're not going to last at all. So there's a lot of hiding in little bits of bushland and, and working your way around. So in that respect, there's a there's a touch of uh, Splinter Cell or Tomb Raider kind of stealthiness about it. Um, certainly the bow mechanics are, are a little bit like some of the stuff that we've had in a couple of the more recent Tomb Raider kind of games. Um, there's a lot of, it's not it's not major puzzle solving, but it's certainly quests and there's a couple of cryptic little bits going on that you know might take you a while of head scratching to figure out and such. Nice. Um, it's a story based game first and foremost, so you know like Sony do that that kind of stuff really well. Um, 
Nice. I mean, there was some uproar in the Sony community. Um, I, just I, I have so- been, I have been enjoying a little bit of a assault <laughs> from the hardcore Sony fanboys. <laughs> you want to tell us a bit about this? Uh, Sony fans on Twitter have been very salty, and some even destroying their setups. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, a quick post of one of the t- the tweets. Whereas a guy that's just it's like room is just all over the place. It looks like he's flipped his desk desk, ripped stuff off the wall and that and he's just like breathing really heavily, just upset that so, that this exclusive is going to another platform. And I can't like, I don't understand why people are getting so like some of the fanboys are getting so upset about it. It's supposed to be all mine. <laughs> Don't get it. Nice. Anyone else understand why they're getting moody? They seem to think that like the PC is a major competitor, like Xbox is, when it tends to be PC just doesn't care about consoles. <laughs> I think it's. I think Sony have historically been. They've been very protective over their IPs um, to the point but, where, without actually saying it, they've sort of said that this stuff is never going anywhere else. And I think that's that's the main argument against it. You know, not that it, not that it is this particular game or anything like that. It's just that there's this sense within the Sony fan base that this stuff was never meant to go anywhere. Weren't we told that somewhere? And they're probably, you know, like fingering through all of the the scripts from EA conferences and stuff to try and find some someone actually saying it, but they probably didn't. Viv, are you much of a story game type person? Would you? dig into a single player yeah definitely i love red dead redemption 2 that's amazing man and if it's you know i recall seeing videos about horizon zero dawn ages ago when it's been announced and stuff about how they managed to pack in as much fidelity in the cone of view that you could see by like rendering everything i know it's like that's how games work technically but it was interesting to see you know yeah if you're not looking at it it's not there Yeah. yeah exactly uh and yeah, I'll definitely pick it up when it comes to Steam for sure, hundred yeah. percent. It's nice to have a really good, well, well evolved story game. I, yeah, I, I don't really come across them very often because I'm very much the multiplayer, you know, type of person. Mm-hmm. And every now and again, you're just nice to have that breakaway of maybe not necessarily like being in a chat room all the time. Just take a few hours to play something. Yeah. like I've played The Witcher Three a bit like that on my own, you know, and just really enjoyed it and just got into it. I would oh, recommend a game called Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, to play oh, to yourself. There you go, listeners. I'm, I'm, there you go. Partway through that as well. That's a good one. Yeah. That's very cool. Like the whole mythos behind it. And strangely, for some reason, the women remind me of each other. <laughs> for you know, Horizons or Dawn, I know. Oh, I see. Okay. Different. <laughs> but it is a damn good game. That was on a gaming subject. It wasn't just a general. Isn't, isn't that just because they're both ginger? On the no, ginger. they've got oh, like not, oh, the, other not ginger. the other one's not ginger. I thought that uh, the Hellblade last was ginger. But yeah, they do have very similar designs. I have found uh, the announcement tweet. Some of the salt. I've got some of the salty responses, such as yeah, uh, go on. Yes, I'm so. top, top five. <laughs> Why the fuck do you release your games on a platform that competes with PlayStation? But whatever. Thank you for saving me the money. Now I'm skipping PS5 and getting your games via torrent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, compete, really? I don't think PC compete. You don't see Nintendo putting their assets on PC. I suppose only on PlayStation is pretty worthless now. What a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Um, okay, well, you know, I'm. I think it's just great news for them, and it's a good revenue stream, like you said, Char, for Sony, who <laughs> yeah. are struggling a little bit. You know, they are looking yeah. to to. Things they don't sell the Walkmans like they used to. They don't sell mm. laptops. They don't sell mobile phones. They don't. There's a lot. They don't sell hardly any tellies. I mean, they're not quite the company they used to be. So, yeah. I think things are going to change. You know, with with all of those kinds of things. You know, it would be interesting to see what Microsoft do. I know that they've like release some hardware stats and stuff for their next machine and but you know there's nothing about the software side of things as yet um but yeah you know like i'm jumping ahead a little bit to the coronavirus kind of chatter well we're just about um, to go there so it's a yeah, good linky i saw something this morning about um a couple of the movie studios that are planning 20 pound 48 hour rentals of cinema release films because they're obviously not expecting anyone to be able to go to cinema for the next week um and you know that might be the kick up the ass for them to actually adopt a model similar to that permanently mm. it's a good test for them um and this is this is just another example of that i don't think sony are gonna last forever if they lock everything into their little box yeah i'd agree with that so i mean e3 is a big um, event for the gaming industry. It happens in America. It happens every year in June, I think. Um, and they basically showcase the biggest and best of what's coming. It's often used as the platform to launch new consoles, which has been the big thing every year. But it's also a big launch platform for many, many other titles from lots of gaming studios. And it's, you know, it's just a good new session um, for anybody interested in computer games of any kind. But that's been that's been postponed or cancelled rather. Um, and now we're looking to try and get hold of a lot of that content via streams, which is probably how most of us digested it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's only the few people that are in the room at the press conference, um, you know, getting the getting the experience. So which yeah, well, mostly I mean, press. Yeah, which is obviously mostly press. It was not a public event, but there were public areas you could go into. But so uh, yeah, what are some of the like you know the main the main news stories to come out of E3 being cancelled? What have we got? Um, not actually that much. Just the you know, most of the company, the companies who were such as Devolver Digital, Sony, and Nintendo, who haven't done a live E3 in years, Sony stepped back last, joined them and stepped back last year by just doing Sony Direct. They're yeah. still just like, well, I guess we'll just continue our direct. We'll do what we were doing anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. I mean, something that springs to mind for me is how Bethesda have had such a horrendous 12 months, if not longer, with some of their titles that have been released. And, you know, to not have to come out and stand up in front of a live audience is probably something that makes some of the head honchos there pretty happy, I could imagine. You know, when I was looking at what the co- what the companies are doing, I completely forgot about Bethesda. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking now to see if I've actually got anything. I'm yeah, just like, they, not yet, exist. they do their own like special like event normally as well mm. to the side and stuff. Xbox, I'm sure, are using it to launch their new console, which they've been you know, yeah. drip feeding the news feed every week to try and make sure that Xbox is always being talked about by all the tech blogs and stuff. So they've got some new stats on how many gigaflops it can process per millisecond or whatever. Um, it's all about the flops, man. <laughs> I don't know where, like, they come up with all these stats, but none of it really translates into us having a better gaming experience. You know, um, it's it's just it's just crazy. But yeah, they, they have to have something to put on the box, I guess. Um, Ubisoft See, has stated they're exploring other options. So Ubisoft are famous for putting on like some absolutely bonkers live shows, like, don't they? Really, like 
dancing just dance. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's that'll be just as fun to watch online i'm sure have uh, bethesda made any announcements i can't see it I, probably not no. um there wasn't anything yeah. I was looking forward to. Like, if I try and think about like my anticipation for for games that I'm really looking forward to seeing and hearing about, you know, most of it's already being put out there by the developer on their own, the studio or whatever. They weren't waiting. Or like, obviously, there's things that I can't be excited for because I don't know about them yet if they haven't been released. And maybe that'll just um, there'll be some things there. But things like Baldur's Gate three and stuff that we talked about last podcast. I mean, I'm excited for that, and I know all about yeah. it. And, and that's fine. It's it feels like the way that news is released now, especially in the tech industry, we don't have to have this sort of build big build up to this one date in the middle of the summer where all mm -hmm. the, the stuff gets. You know, it's just different now, isn't it? News cycles changed. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the best thing is instead of you know just when you're watching it and they've got all the paid fanboys going, "Oh my god, that was oh you pulled a car out on stage." Looks like the best game ever. I've <laughs> <laughs> got this retired American footballer to come out and play yeah. a few seconds of the game. And he went, Yep, that is definitely football. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like football to me, Jeff. Over to you. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, you're probably just going to have a Twitch stream where everyone's just going, It looks shit. And then they're like, All of the, the fanboys that they've got, or not fanboys, probably the paid people in their accounts trying to do damage control. Oh, it looks amazing, but. You know, it's going to be flooded by just everyone else. No. It's just, yeah. no. But it's also the saturation of the market. It's not quite the same big few houses yeah. that are making first-party titles that we're turning to. I mean, the, the games world is hugely diverse now with lots of smaller studios producing great content. And, and you don't I think need... a lot. I think a lot of people are moving away from the big AAA games. Yeah. Yeah, it's becoming a stigma. Yeah. It is. And those guys that have done well in the past in those studios and made them famous and turned them into AAA studios are leaving. Yeah, mm -hmm. and setting up their own. Yeah, and they want to I go mean, back. Was it last podcast or the podcast before we were talking about the Bethesda devs that were left? Before, that had, uh, before, I think, yeah. Why they had left to make their own studio. And I think recently didn't Overwatch's lead writer leave uh, Blizzard. Oh, really? Wow. I didn't know so, that. Yeah. Um, I, was, I didn't even know who watched a story. In, in a, another major gaming cancellation thing, something that I've attended for quite a few years, and I know you have as well, Hat, oh, yeah. and, and Chart, is um, Insomnia, which happens at the NEC in Birmingham. Um, they're number 66. Uh, was that the, the Easter one? Yeah, yes. Was yeah. April, April event has been cancelled, which probably wasn't the biggest, you know, most exciting event for them. Their summertime one is the big one. Yeah. And uh, waiting to see on that, but their, their event has definitely been been called off um quite a few weeks ago it was like it was 10 days ago or something as well so they were well ahead of the curve in terms of what the government have been you know suggesting as best practice um uh, on mean, that on, on that front altland is at the moment waiting to see so i'd say we're, we're still as far as i'm concerned going ahead at the moment as long as the government doesn't completely like shut everything down we're still going ahead yeah, that's right. So at the moment, there aren't actually, you know, any rules to say that we can't do it. So, you know, right now, the thinking is, we'll watch this space. It's changing so fast. I mean, today's, sure. today's you know, what one bit of news is totally different tomorrow. So let's wait and see yeah. at the moment. 17th of March, who knows what it's going to be like and in April, let alone May. I think that the... It's perspective like as well. 500 or over? Like, they don't want gatherings of, like, 500 or over. They haven't said any numbers in the UK. Uh, 
So you know, we don't know yet. Yeah, but we're certainly not. You know, we're at the football stadium full of people. No kind of numbers. So no, we're not. No, we can we can rub everyone down with whiskey on the way in. It's fine. (laughs) We We could douse you in vodka. Even if there wasn't a pandemic, I would want that. (laughs) (laughs) It just happens anyway. So to be talking about I series, there is a lot of people there, and we've all we've all been there. We've we've smelt, we've walked past some of the people that go there, and uh, on the first day and smelt the three week year old bo. <laughs> I'm surprised. Like for an event to cancel, um, yeah, there's probably going to be a pandemic there if if uh, <laughs> if they didn't. <laughs> it's definitely a breeding ground. We, well, obviously, we don't know the what happened behind the scenes. There could have been conversations that the NEC, you know, was was thinking about what it was doing as well. Like it might not have just been the organisers as well. There might have been other things, uh, other factors. Yeah. Who knows? A lot, a lot of these yeah. big things as well. That you know, they they are just avoiding the the possibility of that negative press that you know they've created thirty thousand positive results. Yeah. 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 Enablement yeah. through because yeah, all it yeah, takes yeah. is like one person to have it and then walk through the expo hall and you've infected half the expo hall. <laughs> sort of. Um, like with how tightly packed people can. Yeah, yeah, it can be busy, that. can't it? Yeah, yeah, and all that, all that stuff. Um, so Call of Duty, they've they've been out uh, with this Call of Duty for quite a while. It came out before Christmas, and it's been pretty well received as a game, anyway. But they've decided to jump on the Battle Royale bandwagon and they've released a game mode called Warzone. But instead of the rest of the title is paid for, this particular segment of the game is free, which is an interesting way to do it. And I imagine it's been something that um, some of the other big first-person shooters have looked at and gone, why didn't we think of that? Mm. Um, yeah, because it's obviously had a huge pickup. Uh, in the first 24 hours, over 15 million uh, different players were you know, using the service. Which is a good take up uh, from like yeah, this is huge. Yeah, in the first twelve hours, there's seven million. And so, I'm not yeah, saying that was... they've engineered it, but they've picked a good time to release a game like this <laughs> as everyone goes into national lockdown. So it wasn't China; it was Infinity Wars. <laughs> it was interesting to see that there was the, the a big update from Destiny, who used to be part of Activision but separated. And they've launched their new update, which is Season of the Worthy, with their own special new PvP mode called Trials of um, Osiris. And at the same weekend, Call of Duty drops this on oh. on that, like in a competitive way. It's like, okay, yeah, you used to be friends with us, but now you're not. So see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which it's but um, yeah, so this this new Warzone has been as hit with quite some. Ex- and a bit like back in the day, if you guys remember when Apex came out, everyone got mega yeah. excited, didn't they? And this feels a bit similar to that, but without quite so many paid-for Twitch streamers uh, playing it, from what I've seen. It's just got a slightly more natural pickup. Um, I know Hat hasn't played it. Bib and Chart, you have. Yep. yep. What's some of the headlines? You know, what do you think? I really like it. Although, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not very good at it. I've always had a soft spot for Call of Duty games, especially like this latest one and the Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Is it Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare? Yeah. That was the first one that really sort of took it off. Yeah, I I got on with it really well. It's 
I like all the sort of sharing request system where you hold tab and you can sort of go, I need this. It's really quick and easy, but it's not, you know, it's it's not overcomplicated. Yeah, it's that's just... the way they've distilled it down to the core elements is incredible. And if you're not much of a Battle Royale player and you haven't tried to touch on the other ones, you probably won't understand what I mean. But if you take PUBG, and I'll try and explain... In PUBG, you land with a pistol or nothing or whatever, and you're running around and you're trying to grab stuff, but you're constantly looking to where do I put that silencer and where do I put that red dot? Which gun do I put it on? And have I got the extended mag to put on this gun? And there's a lot of loadout stuff related, three different types of vests, different helmets, you know, shit, what am I wearing? Who's got sure. what? And it's all about inventory management for the first 20 minutes nearly sometimes. Is that not because it comes from like an armor kind of hybrid, you know? Oh, gosh, I mean, obviously, yeah. It was, yeah, where it was born. But that was one of the big first templates for what a Battle Royale game should be. You don't have anything, and you get things on your way through the game. Um, and they've solved that so cleverly in, a, in an interesting way. So you don't ever look at your character. You're never worrying about what he's wearing. And um, and they, they, they'll give you weapons in crates, which make a noise. So you'll find them in the, in the world by hearing them buzz, a bit like Fortnite. And then, you know, you get out what you think is maybe a good gun or not. It's just random. And then, you know, you get a bit of money. And over time, you can earn more money. And then you can go and call in a loadout drop of one of your already predefined loadouts that you've made in the lobby beforehand. So yeah, you put all your, your guns together time. in your own time. Just chilled out, have a drink, make your loadout, put all the bits on it you want, all the camos, all the attachments, however you like it. And then you can call that in for 6,000 uh, in-game money like you know currency and um which is not too hard to get that much i mean you could do one little like you know a job in the game to earn some money kill a few people and you'll have enough and um that's a really clever system i think it's a it's very much all about focusing on the gameplay and the next engagement and not worrying about what what am i what's my loadout what have i got i was uh i was very surprised that out of all the battle royale games and all the big devs and game series the one that's kind of innovated the most is a Call of Duty game. Yeah. <laughs> Considering Call of Duty has been pretty much the standard since fall. Like, they've done, it, they've really done what Apple much. do a little bit, haven't they, though, where all of the other tech is released. Apple sit back, look at all of what Android have done and whatever, and Microsoft and everyone else, and just take all the best bits and then bring it out and call it their own. And then, oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, there's almost, there's almost nothing in here that you can kind of say on its own is new. Yeah, but together it just it makes a very neat package. I think. Is yeah, the Apple like system and a unique thing to it though? Oh, true. Uh, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that. Okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. What's so the, the gulag, the, the gulag uh, system is uh, like a, a a get back in the game um, after you've uh, been killed the first time mechanic, whereby you get dropped into this uh, prison and there's a little video sequence where you're taken prisoner. And then you get a little one-on-one -on -one fight with a random gun, usually uh, a pistol or a revolver or uh, a couple of different shotguns. Um, and if you win that fight, then you get dropped back in. So you've got that that mechanic going on. And in, in, if you've got a squad with you, uh, the chatter at the time is about, right, okay, we'll get the money together to be able to buy you back in because that's another option. Um, or you know, you'll win this fight and you'll get back in for free. Um, but either way, we need to kind of put you in a spot where you can get some guns again because you're going to drop with a pistol and, you know, we're, we're sort of halfway through this match. So people are pretty leveled up and stuff. 
and I think I think what that that mechanic ends up doing because it's it's kind of elongating the match because half of the people are getting back in again after they've been killed is it's making the whole thing feel a little bit like a, a Battlefield 4 or a Battlefield 3 game where there's just this big battle going on and you you kind of focus on what you're doing, but all the while you're aware that there's a lot more stuff happening and at some point it's all going to converge on these final circles. And I think that that just leads to like quite a, a, a nice tension that you get when it gets down to like the last 30 or 40 people. And all of a sudden you realize like, oh crap, I'm in the end game. You hear that the gulag is closing, so there's no one else coming back in. The winner is out there on the field right now. Uh, and it, and it, it's, it's pretty pretty good and uh, I love the tension when it gets down to that. I quite enjoy the pressure of being in the gulag when there's loads of people dead and in there with you. And it's like coming, you can look down, see the guys fighting and it will come yeah. up with your name next about and you're like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah. It's got a great vibe. Um, and if you, if you end up um, I would say time it right, but if your if your whole squad is rubbish enough to die at roughly the same sort of time, you can actually spot because you can you can be in yeah. the um, the rafters, effectively watching that that match, and you can spot the guy for for your teammate and help them out. I've been rubbish enough, and I've provided friends. With... <laughs> friend left. Is it possible for you to end up versing one of your teammates? Uh, wow, well, no, no, I don't think, think so. so. Um, the way that. Um, that I've, it's happened a few times where there's been no opponent. There's a time assist uh, system that comes up, and if it reaches the end of that time, you actually just get released. That's cool. Before you to fight, you you do get released. So there's a little bit of fuzziness, but you know the game starts with uh, 160 players max, so it's bigger than most of the other battle royals anyway. Um, and then, as I say, there's a fair amount of players that end up getting respawned effectively into that match at some point. Um, so you're probably looking at something like, I don't know, 200, 220 odd dead bodies by the end of the match. See, um, so I, I, did, I haven't played it, but Paul did stream a little bit. For, um, you know how to watch his? It seemed like you say there's no like there's no armor in that to pick up, but there is like an arm plate system. That's right. Yeah, very simple. You know, you just <laughs> you've got three plates, and as you get shot, they break. And you can pick them up off the ground and, and put them back in again. You know, yeah, and there's, there's plenty of them around as well, so it, it's, it's quite it, a good mechanic. But it's something else to be mindful of, so it adds a little tiny bit more thought yeah, to yeah. your existence. And, uh, something that I quite like the look of was because you got the the circle coming in, which in this seemed to be a massive sort of like gas cloud. It's gas, yes. yeah, yeah. It's the but virus, the, boys. Yeah, <laughs> everyone is coming in. Only one of us is going to. If survive. only you could see it. <laughs> Uh, but when Paul ran to the gas, he, uh, the gas, he had a gas mask that mm. he put on that like protected him from damage for a short it period of time. Very long, yeah, yeah. I think he said it was like four or five ticks of damage. I think it, yeah, five ticks. I yeah, think. they've definitely they've definitely shortened the amount of time that you can be in that sort of death zone um, outside of the circle. In PUBG a... language, in oh, the blue. Yeah, I'm surprised that you like the game, then, Dave, because you spend most of the time in the blue fighting. People. I do. <laughs> yes, that's pro PUBG strats, there, mate. Don't tell anyone. It's on the podcast now. It's going to get out there. But yeah, no, it's um, it's really interesting how how they've managed to fill the middle game. So if you take most battle royales, you have a hectic 
panic for your life start. You land, you've got a gun, you want to get a better gun, you're going to get into a fight early, and it's all like <laughs> heartbeat. And then you've got this, like, I've looted up, I've killed the people near me, I've got their loot, and I'm now, like, on my little walk to wherever I'm deciding I'm going to end this game. And that's the dead part of a, of a battle royale. And then towards the end, obviously, there's shrinking circle and it all gets exciting again. Not many of them have been able to solve that. And I think they've done that here because of the gulag. Um, bloody's back. Hi, bloody. Hello. Hey. Um, because of the, the, the gulag and people being able to be brought back in or your teammate buying you back in, they maintain this kind of momentum of it. There's always someone to shoot and there's always action happening. And it just feels like the full 25-minute window you play in the game or half an hour, however long it lasts. It's just action, 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 action in the way that you want a Call of Duty game to feel because you're used to running, shooting, dying, running, shooting, dying. You know, that's Call of Duty. Um, Another thing I don't think we've mentioned yet is the map uh, contains a lot of the levels. So No, we haven't um, mentioned that, no. So, for instance, I used to love the level Vacant on um, on Call of Duty, the original one that I used to play ages ago that they've brought back for this one. And it's in the game. And I remember landing on it and being like, oh, no way. I know where this I place. Am. <laughs> yeah. And like, you it's meant to be like an amalgamation of different maps. Isn't it? It's, quite it's nicely done. Yeah. It, you, you sort of, you recognize parts of levels. It's not yeah. the entire level necessarily, but yeah. You're, I, think Ooh, you're I wonder if Nuketown's there somewhere. Don't think I haven't so. seen it. No. I think, isn't that the desert? And this is like in Russia. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, Verdansk. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there is some sort of slight biome changes. There's snowy bits and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty good like that. Bloody was one of join us from the uh, the start of the podcast, but his PC kind of died just before we actually started. <laughs> so uh... yeah, no, I, I had to restart to get something to work, and then it force updated as I restart. Oh, yeah. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, just... and it, it it updated, and then immediately afterwards had to do a system restore. Oh dear! Wow! Wow! <laughs> So this is a quick catch-up for you, Bloody. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been talking about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn coming oh, to yeah. PC. Oh, Do you have yes. anything to put add to that? I am very looking forward to it. I mean, I, I've missed out on a lot of PS exclusives because I don't have a PS, so it's it's one of my small dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Excellent. Uh, we had a talk about how E3 and Insomnia have been cancelled due to uh, China. Fucking hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, what have you? Panic grips the nation. <laughs> what have you been playing this past uh, two weeks? Uh, myself, I've been playing a lot of Avorian. Uh, you know, you me, play Avorian. I do. Yeah, you, oh, you know, mate. you all know me. I like to play my weird little games that nobody's heard I've of. got Avorian. I'm gonna have to hook up. It's it's very good. It's my little game where I build up a little star fleet and then attempt to take over the like the uh, the entirety of the map, which is very big. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I'm enjoying myself making little ships that look cool. Yeah, good stuff. Getting better minerals to make them go faster. That's it, man. I don't really fucking around. With <laughs> I have no idea what this game is. <laughs> Sounds good. Totally really fuck. I don't really fuck around with iron ships, man. Nah, it's all about the like, what well, the later <laughs> ones. I don't know. That's it, man. Do you give a rundown of what the game is for those who do not know what it is? What, Avorian? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you basically start the game like you do in most like sort of um, spacey style 4X games. It's not a 4X, but it, you, you start with nothing pretty much. A uh, box in space, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, box in space. 
and you have to you're given like a minor um like a mining thingy and like you pretty much just have to go your own way and build stuff uh mm. you can play it in just one ship or you can build multiple ships and command like fleets and stuff like that which is what i'm doing at the moment. but you physically like have to build it yourself yeah yeah like minecraft style yeah, yeah. you let you if, if you play on Steam, you can use the workshop to create, like, to get other people's designs and stuff. But you still have to collect all the resources and stuff. And uh, you have to collect all the parts for your ships. So, like, um, it, it's kind of like Borderlands where different turrets and upgrades are all randomized. So whatever you manage to get off enemies or buy is all just going to be random. So you might get a laser turret that has four. You might get, like, a mining turret that has four different couplings on it so it can fire four beams at once, and it might be a independent targeting, so you don't even have to look at it. It will just do its own thing. But you um, need to hire the crew, and you need to keep them happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my recent recent catastrophes was... Because um, I hadn't played it in a long time. One of my recent catastrophes was uh, I made a ship way too large, and um, it didn't have enough generals on board. Oh, no. And then... Uh, everybody deserted the ship, and I found out that apparently it was just drifting in space about 300 sectors away from where I was. So I had to go go and get it, and then recruit it. It was uh, a little adventure. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> it's a cool little game. Yeah. That's good. So uh, you're looking forward to playing some Call of Duty Warzone, aren't you, bloody? I am indeed, yeah. I'm trying to get download now. So, yeah, it's, a, it's a quite a big download, unfortunately. It's before we really crash this PC again. Yeah, <laughs> but as a, as a free to play element for Call of Duty, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That they've done it that way. I didn't even know it was free to play until today, so yeah, I'm I'm quite excited now actually. Do, uh, do you just want to give a quick rundown of the difference? Because there's two game modes in it. Yeah, there was, well, there's kind of three, I suppose, because they just introduced single player as well. So you can you can play the normal classic battle royale where you fly in and you've kind of got one life. Obviously, we talked about the gulag element. And um, that's a three-man squad. You can do it on your own. So it's a solo version of the same thing. 150, 60 people, you know, and then whoever wins. But they have added this other one where you get respawns and you fly back in over and over again in your, in your parachute with the loadout. So you land armed with something you want to be holding sort of thing mm. or something decent. And that's called plunder. So it's still the whole massive map and it's still all the same like number of people. And everyone's respawning, and it's a race to earn the most amount of money. And you earn money by completing objectives, which are on the map, like go and loot three crates or target somebody. So you, if you pick up a target, it'll just randomly choose somebody on the map that you need to go and kill. And if you kill them, you get money. Oh. And if you kill other players that are carrying money, you can take their money. And then, you know, it's quite a nice sort of guy, like faster-paced version of using the ginormous map um, yeah. for other things. And um, that's quite good fun. It's a definitely different type of game because um, uh, the action kicks off straight away. Yeah, adding in these. stuff like mission, mission objectives in a, in a battle royale was quite kind of interesting. It's like it a, is, yeah. They've done it actually it's well. kind of like a, a mix-up of, um, well, like a standard battle royale game like PUBG and something like um, Call of Duty, not Call of Duty Ghost, um, Tom Clancy sort of like games, you know? Yeah, they've done a great job with the map. So the map's cut up into some very big-named areas. You yeah. can zoom in on those areas, and there are some smaller icons that appear. And they're either going to be um, target player icons that you can pick up and then it'll choose someone for you to target. Hmm. Or they'll be collect loot, you know, open loot boxes type target. You can pick that up and it shows you where they are on the map and everyone sees where they are. So if you're flying into somewhere like the lumber yard, 
it's more than likely if there's another team landing there, they're also trying to get to that um, sure. pickup that's in that, like that mission uh, that's in there. Because whoever gets the mission early game can complete it quickly and get lots of money, call in a loadout box, and then get all the loot they want. So oh. there's a real mechanic to doing a mission fast, earning money fast, getting the loadout you want, having better gear, then getting more kills, and then winning. You know, that kind yeah. of momentum. Yeah. Yeah, they've got um, yeah they have interesting effects on just the regular gameplay as well because I tend to uh, go for one of the crate pickup missions which is pick up three crates um, because you get extra crates on the map effectively very close to you so you can pick things up quite quickly and they've still Each got one stuff of them is going to have guns and things in them yeah um, and i don't know whether i'm imagining it but the stuff in the yellow crates that you're picking up for these missions appears to be better <laughs> than the regular ones i don't think um, so but, um, but certainly yeah, you know by better. the end of that you've you've got a chunk of money you get money for completing the uh, the contract itself and just lets you snowball i imagine doesn't it yeah and then the the bounties you can use them in a number of different ways because you can, you can go into it with the mentality of right i want this target and i'm going to go and get him and get the money for it but you can also do it just to put one of the teams nearby you on edge because they get told that someone is hunting them so if you were if you were being being protective of the person on your team that is being hunted, you might be playing the game quite differently, and you know maybe staying in a building and not moving around so freely uh, because you can't see anyone. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a, there's a little um, indicator, like a three step indicator, as to the threat level. So you right. get one, two, and three uh, depending on how close they are. Um, and uh, from a, an attacking point of view, you've got a, a, a yellow circle that gets smaller and smaller the closer you get to it. So you can you can narrow them down to certainly the building that they're in. Um, and at that point, it's it's quite. I easy. don't know what the mechanics are for them choosing who you get to target, but I imagine there might be something in there that might say, "Oh, this player hasn't moved for five minutes. Let's make him a target." You know, so the person. Yeah. Pitch their tent Ooh. and stove in the top of a house with a big sniper, waiting for that perfect shot. Can't maybe just sit there the whole time and that, just wait. That sounds quite good, actually. If they did that, you know, yeah. I don't, we, we don't know, but I mean, you know, Ricardo, were you listening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you getting targeted a lot, Ricardo? Let us know. <laughs> loves it. I got targeted in the uh, one solo game that I managed to get in before this. Oh, that's unlucky. Um, and uh, I. Uh, I got into a little. Um, I was. I, I needed a little bit more money to get something out of one of the boxes, so I just bunkered down and and waited for the guy to get close to me. So I'm waiting at this point for it to get to three bars to tell me that he's close by, and at that point I started hunting him. Nice. So he knows where <laughs> I am, and I know that he's close. And luckily, <laughs> you know, I got to him as he was looking in the opposite direction. So um, I, I actually won that one, and then you get money for averting the bounty. Um, which is really cool. So, more money. And you get money for surviving, don't you, as well? Yeah. I'd like to highlight something that we haven't addressed quite yet, talking Call of Duty. Because it's cross-platform, uh, you get to play with all of the console people. And, <laughs> of course, that means that yeah. the smack talk is legendary. <laughs> you will be called things you have never dreamed. <laughs> yeah. There is in-game voice as well, and you can hear them just after you've killed them. Absolutely right. going mental. Yeah. It connects yeah. you to their mic just for a second. And you it can does. Go, Rah! Oh boy, I can't wait now. I, f I feel like I'm missing out on that. For some reason, I don't get any in-game voice. 
Um, no. Oh, you, you need to work to, out uh, what, what the problem is there. Is. It's, only open, it's only open it. mic for like a small time, like a few yeah. seconds, but it's really good. <laughs> they used to do that in Halo back in the day. Halo 2 had that feature. You could talk Did... to the person you just killed while you're teabagging. <laughs> Were you the person always talking shit? <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit. Like, uh, you know, something, nothing too bad. Like, I'm not going to go into it now, listeners. I know it's bad (laughs) alright that's good I think we're coming up to time Um, I just want to maybe take a second to talk about Altland and you know like what we're doing planning and things for that and at the moment we're just obviously waiting to talk to the venue and and see what they say and stuff but at the moment no no change of plans Um, we've got uh, a full pack schedule of a weekend coming up me and Char and a few other people have been coming up with ideas. Nightfire's been coming up with things he's going to do, and uh, Ian's got some quiz stuff that's going to be quite interesting that maybe expands beyond the edges of even the quiz night. And um, we've got uh, we've got some nice ideas that are going to tie in with those team scores a little bit from last time. So if you remember before, if you've been to what the last event, when you arrived, you got given a wristband. Oh, nice! Like orange team mm-hmm. or something, right? So we're going to start the scoring straight away from Friday. So things you do will earn points towards your team if your team orange or blue or whatever. Ooh. And so you know you'll be able to kind of have a culminated score by the end of the quiz on Saturday night. And then so we'll add your quiz score to the to all the score to make an overall winner of the of the Outland weekend. Um, which would be quite fun to see how that plays out. Mm. So you can send up your best. You can nominate people. So like, we'll be calling an orange team up for a, uh, I don't know what it might be, some sort of beat em up game on stage, and then you could have a chat with your other other team members and go, oh no, Viv, you go, you've got the best thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> My thumbs are mighty. <laughs> yeah, you've got mighty thumbs. Send them in. Um, so that should be good. Yeah, which is nice. Um, we got the bigger fire pit they've got this big barrel thing that we're going to use for our fire pit which is good and I've been ha- dropping off some pallets at the venue just in case we need some extra firewood um, Chris cut down some trees chart for his like father-in-law or something and uh, he's got us some fresh logs, some beauties nice. for the nail game which is good and um, I picked up something new as well, which is something we haven't done before. But I've got a special, a special absinthe for people playing the nail game that you know <laughs> that, oh, that don't no. do very well. Oh, so we've God. got the teapot, which is just your regular common garden, lovely mixture of Altland cocktail beautiness. But if you're really not doing very well, and if you lose the nail game, I've got this very nice absinthe for you to have that will really help push you into some um, bleary eyed nonsense. <laughs> I'm going to automatically disqualify myself this year. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I remember, I believe, I remember, the, last, I remember yeah. the last one I came to, I was drunk within half an hour. Not even that, I don't think. Uh, but bloody, isn't that just standard? It does like, it done like 12 revolutions around that I was already pissed. I had to, mm-hmm. had to take three shots to get out. <laughs> Char, as a... Um... I don't know if you can hear me, he's muted. But as a as a podcast exclusive, have you uh could you let the, the listeners know maybe one of the things we're thinking about for our stage games? Um no. You've given oh. more than enough away already. Oh no. <laughs> Thought you'd have a podcast exclusive there. We ha- we have got a merch update coming as well soon, guys. So I think it'll be on uh the Altland website, will it be? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll put a post in Discord, but we're going to have some new designs for uh, t-shirts and hoodies and things. So uh, watch this space for that as well. I'm looking forward to the alt Outland themed Cochrane. 
Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been obviously using. You don't have one. I, I ordered all the different <laughs> sizes from China, and I've been trying them all on for work. Testing every one. Yeah, I got to test them all out. Sarah's exhausted. Um, <laughs> um, and so are the dogs. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you don't know what this is, if you just found this podcast by like you know random chance on iTunes or something, we're a we're a gaming jump to this moment. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but yeah, we're 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 a gaming community. We hang out on a Discord called the Alt Gaming, uh, home of Altland Discord, and you can find a link to this Discord on our website altgaming.uk, where you'll also find the rest of these episodes uh, for download. And uh, we're also on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and uh, it's the Alt Gaming podcast on any of those. So yeah, this is if you become a member of our community, it's uh, free to join or whatever. You know, you just. Uh, pop in and say hello and uh, yeah we have gaming nights nearly every night i think there's people on all the time we've got over 200 members now so all sorts of different things being played from um i don't know i'm trying to do something alphabetical here avron for example avorian um, avorian all the way down to <laughs> give me a game beginning with z uh, the smolly player zelda <laughs> anything anything uh, zelda. there we go so yeah anything from that to that <laughs> can be probably being played in our discord so other than that, yeah i think it just leaves me to say thanks very much for people coming in tonight thank you viv good to have you back on no worries it's nice to know that our one listener is still alive which is great oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, he doesn't listen now he doesn't oh, have I to do. listen <laughs> I, no i listen to him multiple times um I'm zombie so... driver all right yeah. <laughs> uh thank you bloody for i know it was a little bit late but thanks for coming in anyway appreciate that i tried i tried man <laughs> yeah it was good to have you back chart your one year anniversary i don't know whenever yeah. it was <laughs> here's looking forward to the next podcast you're on next year <laughs> yeah um so yeah we'll probably do one at the end of the month if we're all still alive and uh yeah we'll see you then and well i mean hat puts the show notes together so if you've got any ideas ideas for what you're talking about stick them in discord and then we'll integrate them all in so yeah thanks very much for putting that all together always happy to do it um and other than that yeah have a great couple of weeks you know stay in isolated and we'll see you next time bye i thought when you said do the a to z thing and you were saying you wanted a game for z I was going to say Xenomorts, Xenomorts, and I was yeah, like, so right, <laughs> retard, you know what I mean? I, I was like, Z, and then Blue and Zelda, and I was like, ah, yes, Xenomorts, do not forget what it is. Now I feel like a fucking retard.